All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Like That Extra. Hashtag name pending. Um, this is just a bonus little <laughs> episode. My name is Jack. I am one half of the You Like That podcast. Yes, and my name is Adam. I am the other half of the You Like That podcast. When we started this podcast, the idea was just to do movies that we just figured were talking points or movies we really liked or yep. movies we really disliked. Um, the podcast sort of evolved into being more reviewy. Yeah, very being much. more recent. New release cinema films, very yep. much... Uh, Day one, day two reviews to get out to the to the market to yes. tell people if a movie's good enough and worth seeing. We understand not everyone can get out to the movies as especially, often as possible, so we wanted to... Especially with the year that we had. Especially with the year that we had, so we wanted to chuck some other movies into the mix that yes. you control, sort of, out of three. Except for this one. Except for this one, because I really put my foot down. And yep. <laughs> it's always going to be this one. So for our inaugural episode of Name Pending, You Like That Extra, we're doing the movie Upgrade. Yes. A movie that you will hear us reference pretty much every episode. Quite a bit. The um, one that's sitting to your right. Sitting to my right. It's synonymous with us and our podcast. It's very synonymous with me. It's yep. one of my favorite movies. Uh, upon rewatching it, I think, I think it's knocked Evil Dead 2 off the list. Well. Off the top spot. I think it might be my favorite movie of all time. Wow, you have a new first. That might just be recency bias. I, I think know. I have a new first. I don't know. So, Upgrade. What is it? Why do we keep talking about it? Who is this man that we yes. keep talking about? Upgrade. It came out in 2018. Blumhouse produced. Started the relationship between Lee Wanell, writer and director of this movie, and Jason Blum, who... Uh, has a knack for picking up movies, giving mm. them not a lot of money, but believing in them, pushing them very hard. Not a lot of money is the uh, topic of the day. Yes. As this movie's budget was, strap yourselves in, $5 million. Wait, did you say $5 million? $5 million. Houses are more expensive than that. For a Hollywood movie? For a Hollywood movie. For five a big million. sci-fi, special effects, action-heavy movie. It's crazy shit, bro. $5 million. Guess how much it made at the box office, if you don't already know. Ooh, I definitely read the notes beforehand, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to guess uh, a good deal to make it a profitable movie. Correct. You would be absolutely correct. It made $17 million. Yes. That's a hit, baby. That's a that hit. That is a hit. For $5 million, that's a hit. Yeah. Written and directed by Lee Wanell. Uh, 88% on the critics. Uh, 87% on their audience. So, again, that's a hit. People love this movie. Everyone agreed. It's a, it's definitely a cult movie because not a lot of people have seen it. Yeah. But every single person who's seen it loves this movie. And there's a reason for that. Just fucking watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fucking right. So, we got uh, Logan Marshall Green in the lead as Grey Trace. We got Simon Maiden as the voice of Stem. Uh, we've got... Uh, Betty Gabriel, who you'll know from American Horror Story, uh, pretty much every Blumhouse movie ever, as Detective Cortez. And then we've got Benedict Hardy as Fisk Brantner, villain of this movie. Villain. Or is he? And we've also got a a Draco Malfoy-looking motherfucker called Harrison Harrison Gilbertson. Yeah. Fuck, as, that's his name. As the, yeah. Jesus Harrison Christ. Gilbertson. That rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? No wonder he's not. With act a last name like Gilbertson, what are you going to do? You're not going to act that much. You're going to have to call him like Jay or something. Just yeah. something so short. But he plays Eron Keane, who is sort of the main driving force behind this movie. Yeah, the creator. So, what is this movie? It is a sci fi action romp uh, based not too far in the future in America, shot mm-hmm. in Melbourne. Um, 
very Australian. Yeah. If you look close enough, it's very Australian. Yeah. Um, cyber cyberological implants are a thing now. Life is much more automated. Mm-hmm. Um, the iPad's gone away. Sorry. Yeah, life is much more automated. Um, but there are still some people who believe perhaps technology is not everything it should be. Yes. Very, Which brings very us to true. our main character, Grey Trace, who is very much of that um, 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 that belief. Yeah. Technology, uh, no, this can't play sports. Yeah. That's actually a joke in the movie. He's like, oh, can I kick a football? And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very much. But that might help him along his journey. Yes, after a, it might. After a, an inciting incident <laughs> in which uh, the, these bad guys sabotage their automated car, kill his wife, sets him on a path of, of for revenge. Yes. But he does so with a little help of a small computer chip implanted into his spine. That gives him autonomy back because he became a quadriplegic. I forgot to mention that. Yep. He became a quadriplegic. And then he becomes a superhero. Superhero. Thanks to old mate Stem. Uh, Lee Wan L was very vocal uh, on the commentary. Uh, Basically, it's a revenge movie, but halfway through, it, the movie doesn't want revenge anymore. Mm. It's, it stops being a revenge movie. It just becomes about grief and stuff, but it's too late. The, the movie has already taken over. Yeah. The revenge is happening whether you like it or not, which is a terrifying <coughs> thought. Bless you. Thank you. Um, this is a very, if you think about it a lot, it's a very scary movie, like the premise... Is quite scary. Yeah, especially once you get to the end of the movie. Yeah, especially. Then it's really fucking scary. Um, yeah, so it's all shot in Melbourne for fucking McDonald's money. Very much so. McDonald's probably makes more in a day than this so movie. So everyone knows given. how I feel about Upgrade. Adam. Yes, Jack. How do you feel about the movie Upgrade? Oh, this is weird being on this side of the couch. This is weird being on this side. So, um, Upgrade is a movie that I had watched before you and me had started doing this podcast. Uh, so upon learning on your uh, infatuation and downright love for this movie, uh, I was very much on the same page. Um, it was, this was a movie I just simply purchased as a DVD just during a JB Hi-Fi sale, buy two, get one free type deal when I used to buy every week <laughs> and thought, oh, yeah, that looks pretty good. I see Lee one ls name on it. That's, um, that's a good sign. Watched it and, as is, fell in love with it. Uh, without, you know, knowing too much about this movie or yeah, in terms of Lee Wan L, you know, because really back then Lee, I knew him from was Saw, and yep. you know before doing this podcast didn't really dive into movies as much. So, um, yeah, upon watching this movie for the first time, absolutely fell in love with it. Um, just the, the the idea of the film is just so good, especially for the way that it ends, and you know it. Uh, more or less just wants to forecast the future for what life could be like. Yeah, sort of a cautionary tale of AI and yeah. automation. And yeah, we see it a lot through yourself. a lot of other sci-fi movies and that, you know, you get it, uh, it, it fucking in everything where it's like, this but, is what life could yeah. be like. And yeah. it's always like, uh, it'll become a war and the robots will rise up. Like, yeah. Like Terminator or whatever. Like, yeah. But this is very much an insular one person how it can affect this one person yeah so the the like what i like most about this movie and it 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 stems down to my uh love of gory type movies at 
the action and the fucking downright violence in this movie is brutal. It's astonishing. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. And you, it, it shows you why, or it, what, it more or less shows you how Lee Wanell set off the Saw franchise. Yeah. It's taken those little tropes that he picked up from them and went, yeah, this is how I do it. And here it is in a completely new setting and it looks fucking sick. On the commentary, he was mentioning that he didn't want it to be like super gory. He didn't mm. want to just be the saw guy. He said the violence and the gore is like completely necessary to the fight. Yeah, 100%. Like the fights have to end somehow. Yeah. And, like it's not... Un- if you're already doing a really brutal, like handheld, super in the moment fight probably going to end pretty yeah unpleasant and that's 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 the thing it's not it's not violent for the sake of being violent no, no. it is There's used where it has to be used yeah. to to literally end the fight and yeah. loved how they all played out and just the camera work of this whole movie is just on another fucking level so that was a big selling point is in the trailer um you would if you've seen the trailer you'll know what we we're talking about the camera is completely locked to logan marshall green for yeah. a lot of it they did that by just... They had an iPhone, like, under his thing, and then the cameras synced up, and they just lined up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then there's, like... They use it on the Invisible Man as well. It's this fuck-off big camera on a robot swivel arm, mm. and it, like... And it can move all around and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like they just, they and just sync up the iPhone and the camera, and then the camera just kind of does it. There's no one... <laughs> Holding a camera, like, whipping himself <laughs> around. Because that... Fuck. Yeah, it'd be fucked. You'd be, have a few broken spines. Um, they do. He does throw back to it in The Invisible Man when mm. uh, Elizabeth Moss faints at one point, but they didn't have the technology available on that day, so the cameraman literally had to faint with her. But it looks Which like up- still it looks like upgrade. That's still Lee Wan being a fucking genius. And he doesn't overuse it again. It's only very necessarily used when the action's ramping up and your heart rate is yeah like da 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 da, and then you'll get one of those moments and your heart rate fucking explodes yeah. through your chest because you're just like this is the most exciting thing I've ever yeah seen. exactly it's definitely it's, not overused yeah. moments it, it's that, used it's where it has an, to be such a rewatchable movie it's only short and yeah. it's like it's A B yeah. that's it point A point B that's it exactly short movie and then you get Super you by the end of it too yeah and it's just like gorgeous it's mm. fucking gorgeous um, yeah and then the ending is pretty brutal as well like, it fucking showcases a whole lot before we get to that, let's talk about the performances a little bit. Yeah. Because, my God, the performances in this, especially Logan Marshall Green. Logan Marshall Green is really fucking good in this. Incredible. And the whole, if you have seen any of the poster work for Upgrade or the trailer or anything like that, you would instantly think this is a Tom Hardy movie. He looks exactly like Tom Hardy. Exactly like That's Tom crazy. Hardy. When Tom Hardy has his beard, it's the yeah. same guy. Brooke said the same thing. She was... Yeah. She was dancing with me when I started watching it last night. And she's like, oh, Tom Hardy. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. And she's watching it. She's like, are you sure it's not Tom Hardy? I'm like, I'm very sure it's not Tom Hardy. He looks very much like him. Talks yeah, a little bit in some ways the same, in depending on what character Tom Hardy's doing. But uh, you know, in terms of Logan Marshall Green himself, yeah, he absolutely slaughters this role. Just to act quadriplegic, like, yeah. he went, what, 32 years or whatever of his whole life just naturally moving. Yeah, just being able-bodied. And um, apparently he was in so much pain, like, forcing himself to lie down to, like, not breathe too much and, like, yeah. moving his neck around and it stuff. It would be ridiculous. You're using so many more muscles pushing yourself down. He said he was just, like, fu- like doing the action sequences were less, mm. like, labor-intensive because you're focused so hard on not moving, you know? Yeah, yeah, and exactly. I, the whole time I was watching, I was thinking about that. I was just like, 
if I turn to look at the cat or whatever, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, I move like, yeah, you know, like, move so I can't much just more. move my neck. And you're all doing it now, listen to this. You're all trying to just move your neck. Yeah. It's really hard to do. Um, Logan Marshall Green, he worked with a, a stunt coordinator who was, his background was Cirque du Soleil. He's an acrobat. He's very, yeah. does flips and stuff. So he worked with him for both the stunts, the action stunts, and just body movement yeah, yeah. or lack thereof completely. Yeah. And then another great thing about his performance is it really does feel like something else, like the disconnect between body and head. Yeah. In that first fight sequence, like <laughs> he's got that look of horror. And on he's his really face fucking good. And what he's doing. And he's like begging the guy to stay down. And um, like, it gets a laugh. It's this intense gritty action scene yeah. and your heart rate's going crazy but you're laughing because he's just like he's like the audience is going oh god oh I hate this I don't yeah. like this but he's yeah. doing this really horrible stuff and like he just it's such a powerhouse performance like it it's is. an incredible it performance is. it begs a lot as uh, for an actor to do something like this yeah and then like with Simon Maiden yeah Simon Maiden the voice of Stan mm. he was on set the whole time and Logan had a little earpiece in yeah and yeah, so they they feel more. There's actual chemistry. It does feel like he's in his head. Yeah, like yeah. It, it feels like they know each other that well, and you could always see the earpiece. Yeah. So Lee Wan L, being the brilliant man he is, crossed something out in the script and just wrote "phones are earpieces." Yeah. That's it. It's the future. Phones are earpieces. And you believe it to a T. And there's so much ingenuity like that. Like they have this cop car all made up. This Ford Falcon cop car all made up. Yeah. Really done up like an expensive looking thing. They only have one of those. So, like, yeah. the big car chase is just like, okay, it's just one car. Like, it just has to be one car. Yeah. Because we're going to crash it eventually, and we only have one. So, he rode around it. He was just like, ah, it's just one detective. That's pretty realistic. Like, there's a lot of cases happening all the time. It'll mm. probably just be one detective. So, yeah, just, like, little ride-arounds like that. And, like... It's the it little all, things, Jack. It's the little things that it's get you caught. It's the little things. Um... Um, 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 you fucked me with that joke. It was a good joke, but you fucked me with it. <laughs> Yeah, and they just had, they rented a soundstage for a week. They built heaps of interiors, like Eron's cave, I guess it is. It looks you like may as well call it a cave. It's definitely and, not a home. And uh, Gray's apartment. It's just the same set. Yeah. Move stuff around. Just stuff done on a budget is so fascinating to me. Like, how can some things look so shit and then you get a movie like this for less money than a lot of those things that look exactly like shit? Exactly right. And just like, yeah, it's just that's why we. It keep, just takes a great director. That's why we keep peppering on about movies having low budgets and being an absolute ballpark movie. Yeah, and, and that's why. Yeah, it. that's why I wanted to do this so bad to give context as to why we champion Lee yeah. Wanell so hard. Five million dollars is nothing. Yeah, that's a bathroom in a luxury house. Like, <laughs> yeah, it literally shows and you. He that made a whole movie. A, a big amount of money cannot buy you a good film. Absolutely not. It doesn't matter. No. You you just have a you pull any normal Joe off the street and go, he's $100 million, make this movie that we wrote. Yeah, and then you get David they, A.R. who makes Suicide Squad. You get Avi Arad who fucked Sony forever. Yeah. yeah they don't know anything yet. Like, no. Get Lee Wan L who wrote this script, who believes in this script and believes in himself and believes in Australia. Yeah. His whole crew was Australian. The whole stunt team was Australian. The main stunt coordinator worked on the original Mad Max in 1976 or whatever it was. And there you go. Crazy. Like, he's still working as a stunt coordinator. Like, that guy must be so broken and bruised. But, yeah. Ah, he's directing it now. Hey, keep it going. You fucking so, yeah, it. so you get those performances. Those, and Eron's very, like, weird. 
like Lee's direction to him was uh, pretend your parents let computers raise you. Yeah, right. So yeah, like yeah, he yeah. just says stuff that like is really rude. Yeah, and he makes it out. He he pretty much uh, addresses that when um, Gray's in the hospital and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I don't, I don't interact with people that much, and I don't leave the house." So yeah. it's all kind of new to me, and it's, so it's very you know, uh, online. Yeah. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can say what you want until something, like you can be as brilliant as you want until you have to interface with people. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then we've got, uh, still on the subject of performances, Benedict Hardy as Fisk, Mm. who is sort of initially the main villain. He's like pretty much a neo-Nazi, but like a future version of a neo-Nazi. Basically, yeah. That mustache. He's got a very distinct mustache and he's got a weird looking head, but he's just like, He's got those eyes and it's like those piercing yeah. eyes and he's like, turns the charm on, but it's still really menacing and sinister yeah. and horrific. It's very cold. And then he'll say something like, you know, we're creating a better race. Yeah. We're erasing your race to create a better race. And you're like, ah, oh, where have I heard that before? Oh, <laughs> geez, I'm back on Twitter. Bring out the history books for those <laughs> ones. Yep. Ah. History books year. Yeah, probably this morning. That happened this morning. Um, Fisk and, um, not Fisk. So Benedict and Logan, um, just saving money again. They just did the fight sequence at the end. They have a big fight sequence yep. at the end. They just did it with a stunt, one stunt guy, choreographed it out, mapped it out, practiced it mm. so much, and then they just do it in the in the movie. They just did it. It's just there, and it looks so. And good. it looks so good. It looks so much better. Yeah, because like you know there's less cuts you have to do if they have to talk to each other or something because you can just pin him against the wall and stay on the shot. Yeah. If it's a good shot, eh, fuck it, keep yeah. it. It's them doing it. Exactly. Anyway. Oh, God, it's just so good. <laughs> so fucking good, this movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. So the story trundles along, trundles along. Things are happening. Uh, Grey loses more and more autonomy. Um, Stem sort of getting more into him. Um, Stem is evolving. Stem is evolving. Stem is like a virus. Um, and he sort of, uh, he manipulates Gray into taking all the net nanny, the, the McAfee virus software yeah. off. He take like, he's like, ah, Iran will catch you if you don't take yeah, the software. He's going to so shut me do down it. and then you'll be a quaddy again. So he does it and we find out that he's doing it. So he has full autonomy. Again, this comes through in Logan's performance. Like he gets more robotic as time goes on. Yeah. But instead of like looking scared and like sort of enjoying it at one point he's enjoying it like as he's walking out he's like ash and he's gray he's like i have to i don't have a choice yeah. i have to do this yeah that's it this is oh man it's brutal yeah brutal and then we get to the end iron is not the villain no stem is stem made iron make him pretty much yep iron Ir- made stem up. and then stem got to him and yeah sort of went hey we need we learned that Stem... We need someone who's not a fucking weird internet yeah. creep. Stem fucked it from the start. He's the reason Gray's wife was murdered. Yep. Why he was chosen. So, Gray was chosen because he had no cybernetic implants. He had no upgrades already. He was just a man. And that, that allowed Stem to get more in his little... Yep. And get his little fingers in the pie <laughs> and take over. And, yeah, and eventually he just... He has the power to send Gray to a mental place... So it's sort of kind of... I was saying this to who I was watching it with. I was like, it's kind of a happy ending. In a sort way. Of. There's it's, a happy ending and a horrific ending. It is. It's, it's, it's horrifying. It's completely <laughs> horrifying regardless how you look at yeah. it. But in some levels you go, it's not the worst thing that could happen. No. 
Because he, like, he doesn't know. He's yeah. just in his nice mind palace. He's... And from this, this is where you go, fuck, this movie is amazing. Because yeah. it's great direction too. There's a little misdirect. It's yeah. like, oh my God, it's going to be all a dream. And you start getting pissed at Lee. Yeah. Like, you're just like, he like, fucking did it. He you did said it. you'd never do this. You would that... never do this to us. It was all a dream? Oh, I hate this. And then it cuts back to real life and what's happening. And Grace is completely lifeless yep and it's just completely stamped it's all There's two stem. corpses like next to him it's just horrible horrible yep. horrible horrible stem is completely taken over and shunned any trace of grey just, just said, off into a mind I've palace. sent him I've sent him to a better place send him to the fucking shadow realm literally the yeah. shadow realm just, <laughs> literally but to be fair he sent him back to be with his wife. Yeah, so it's not like I mean. it's not like Stem really fucked him and so went. It's kind of happy. Oh, I'm just gonna leave you in the back of your mind where you can sort yeah. of see what I'm doing, but no, you have gone. no control. He's, he's gone. I'll throw you a bone. Yeah. You did help me. Yeah, and yeah. I know you're kind of against it now, but hey, if I let you go back to your wife, and this is all a happy dream, we're good. There, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's just conflicting feelings at the end. You're just like, yeah. oh, it's kind of oh, geez, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and then you've got that score. God damn that score! Um, what's his name? Jed Palmer. Mm. Jed Palmer, Australian bloke. I believe he's be. Australian. I don't actually don't quote me on that. I don't remember. Yeah, we don't, we don't fact check here. We don't so, fact check um, uh, He's Australian. Asterisk mark. There's so many like just tear jerking. Like when Gray finally gets his autonomy back, it's super cheesy, and he's like, he's doing the hand thing, and it like crash zooms in on his hand. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful score. It's like a requiem piece, like. Yeah, swirling, and then you, you gotta you gotta have yeah. those little cheesy parts there. And like all the way through, it's like it's kind of uh, what's the what's the genre people like now? Synthwave. It's like perturbator and stuff. It's very synthwavey. Right. Yeah, man, <laughs> that one. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's like that. Yeah, but then that requiem at the end comes back, and it's just really. It just makes you it swirls, and he de- he did it again at the end of the Invisible Man. Yeah, as Elizabeth Moss is walking away, the music gets super loud and overbearing. Yep. And I guess that's his little his little thing, one of his little things. And this also shows you a, a, another thing to touch on for the start of this movie. This is uh, again a showcase of Lee Wan L starting a movie completely different to anyone else. Yeah. So the intro of this movie is an autonomous voice um, talking about who produced this movie and whatnot else. Yeah. And then saying upgrade yeah and then it just like pans to this like weird like cgi yeah. fucking computer interface so and they get into big, the movie he's a very big fan of opening titles exactly yeah. same as what he did with the invisible man with the waves crashing on yeah. the rocks and then the waves crash up and there's some title sequence waves crash up again and it's a new wave which and it looks said, fucking yeah. brilliant he said that was the hardest thing about the invisible man that yeah. was the hardest thing they had to do to make water look good but it looked <laughs> fucking perfect yeah uh, it, uh, it's just such a good looking movie like lee just has such a good eye yeah. Nothing is ever boring. And I think that's why it's so rewatchable. It's just like small yeah. sets, but it's super fast paced. Yeah. Everything looks good. Like the in the police station, if you have that many screens in a room, normally you would just green screen everything mm. on the screen and it looks a bit wacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, like they actually software coded just some bullshit. Like a Windows screensaver pretty much. Yeah. But just so there's actually something on the screen. Yeah. It just looks more lived in. It looks better. Yeah, exactly. And when he goes to the spooky bar of all the upgraded people, mm. but they're not upgraded. They're upgraded in the old school way of tattoos, spaces and stuff, you know? Like, just little details like that. It's such a lived in world yeah. in an hour and 20 minute movie. Exactly. Like, he just does so much. I always say it. I'm such a nerd for saying it. Show, don't tell. Yeah. Show, don't tell. Just show us. Yeah. You don't have to have exposition. And he shows that with all the action scenes. So... 
I forgot how brutal some of the action scenes yeah. were. I always forget the one in the middle on the staircase. I forgot about that uh, one yeah, where he yeah, breaks yeah. his arm and shoots himself. Yeah. Gee, I forgot about that. And that moment, I was just like, whoo! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> gone! Damn. But, like, it's the first one when he breaks into the first guy's house first and has to fight with him. And then fucking grabs a knife from behind him and then just fucking rips it into yeah. it and just goes, eh, Chelsea smile style. Yeah. And I was like, and Brooke was there for that. And she was like, what the fuck? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, yeah, this is pretty fucking full on. No, like, no music really. It's just all kind of the yeah. dubs of him hitting and stuff. And then, yeah, just that pin drop moment. It's just horrific. And he doesn't like milk it. He doesn't, it's not torture porny. Yeah, no, no, no. It would be if he like harped on it and he was like digging his cheeks, yeah. going, ah, I'm blood spraying. But it was just, it was just a, a quick, violent ending to yeah. the fight. And like, that's how computers work. They find the solution to the problem as quick as they can, no roadblocks. To which Stem says that multiple times yeah. during this movie. It's just like, I'll finish like, this now quickly. Just, you don't even have to look. So I'll just do it. And, yeah. And that's what he does. And yeah, it's just show, don't tell. Exactly. <laughs> Always show, don't tell. Do that, good, good. Ah, God, the score's good, the fights are good. That first fight is the best fight, I reckon. I know it's in the trailer, but that first fight is yeah. just... I could just watch that bit again. Because it showcases so much yeah. of just the ability that Stem has to fight and because uh, it really sets you off on uh, how the, well Logan can act on yeah. this in being the, acting from here, from the neck up, yeah. and then from the body down because it's, it's two different performances. Story-wise, it's the first hint of how dangerous Stem is. Yeah. And that's when you first get an inkling of, ooh, maybe that wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Um, Jeez, it wasn't a good idea. If you watch, yeah, boy, watch to the end to find out why it wasn't. Yeah, boy, oh boy. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, touch I mean, on the ending there. So it leaves it relatively open. Yeah, uh, in a way of this. which was not on purpose. Yeah, the people's interpretation was just like we're so trained for sequels. Everyone was just like, oh yeah, it's setting up for a sequel. But Lee was just like, no, no, it's, I'm happy to just do this and yeah. see if someone gives me a bit more money for my next movie. Yeah, to which are they not? Jason doing Blood a, did. Are yeah. they not doing a show now? It's a show now, show? but Lee's just sort of overseeing it. Big Zach producer because he's anything. got big Universal movies to make. Yeah, he's got to make that MonsterVerse he's fucking make that single-handedly almost. Yeah, him and James Man. Yet not now the Wolf Man. <laughs> They'll be like, all right, can you do Frankenstein? I'll be like, yeah, I can do Frankenstein. Just there's just no fat in Upgrade. There is no fat to be trimmed. At all. Nah, it's just everything is so purposeful. Everything has a point. You're never bored. There's no wanky, artsy, like, walking through the city scenes. Yeah, You know, no. it's all just so purposeful. He gets these wanky camera scene moments, like, he puts that camera on the crane at the beginning and it does, like, the 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like, and then his iPhone trick. Yeah, he gets, he gets to express himself as a director while still just being so to the point. Yeah. And I think that's what grabs me about this movie. So, like, I have the attention span of a four-year-old. And this movie panders to that pretty much because something is always happening. Yeah. But then you look a little deeper, you watch it again and again, and you find all these beautiful... Even, like, the main villain, Fierce. Excuse me, Fierce. You can see how upgraded he is because when he moves, there's, like, the trail of himself behind him. Like, Mm. he's essentially becoming a mouse cursor. That's how ingrained in the upgraded world he is, you know? Like, and that's... Yeah, that shows you that this guy's fucking dangerous, man. It's got it going on. And then when they eventually fight together, they're matched. They're perfectly matched because STEM has evolved enough. Yeah. And they can't, they can't not read each other's moves. So it takes a little bit of human ingenuity. Exactly right. Be a bit emotional. Say some horrible things about your dead brother. Yep. And to get the advantage. Him, yeah, makes him trip up for a bit, and then he just fucking stabs him through the head with his glass. Yep. 
Ah, so that's Upgrade. Upgrade that's is the movie Upgrade. Brilliant. It's very short. We're going to keep talking about it all the time. Yeah, it's still not going to not make a reference We're in any of our main to, yeah. show episodes. It's going to be mentioned We're many gonna times. We're going to compare it to pretty much everything. Because Until something comes out that is on the same level, yeah, that's that's yeah. when we'll stop talking about it. When uh, it's unmatched. Do you prefer this or The Invisible Man? Ah, uh, fuck you. <laughs> that's so hard because they're two different movies, man. Tough question. Um, Look, I'm going to... Oh, shit. oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I want to say the Invisible Man. All right. But I don't. <laughs> I also don't want to say the Invisible Man. But I think just more in terms of uh, the storyline for the Invisible Man and how it portrayed itself uh, in terms of more mental abuse and anything. Yeah. Um. It's a bit I, more just, I felt like it was well. more impactful. Yeah. than anything because it's a lot more real. Um, Upgrade is just on its own level and it's just a different platform than Invisible Man. Yeah. They both sit all the way at the top for me, but they just both have their own yeah. their own things going for them. Yeah, Invisible Man is definitely much more rooted in realism, whereas yeah. this is a sci-fi movie. Like, yeah, the Invisible Man is more watchable for the main uh, population. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's why the Invisible Man was so much up here and it was released by fucking... Whatever, Universal or whatever. Universal, yeah. And this was just Blumhouse. Jason Blum himself, pretty yeah, much, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, mine's obviously upgrade. Of course. <laughs> of course. Go back is. to the Invisible Man episode. You know how much I love the Invisible Man. There's no slide on that movie. Yep, exactly right. But yeah, that's upgrade. We will keep mentioning it. But now you have some context as to why we do keep mentioning exactly it. Exactly right. Um, so. so, yeah, thanks for listening to You Like That Extra. Name pending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got a name yet. Um, it might just be that. It just sounds... It's roll off the tongue already. By the time you hear this, you will have already voted for our next movie. Yes. Um, we won't have to say that in the next one because it'll be synced up. Yes, um, exactly right. Yeah, thank you for voting. Uh, it was close. It was very close, actually. It did. Uh, it actually got down to, I think, two <laughs> or three votes to be upgrade. And I just went... Thank you. Uh, some people wanted to vote for Wolf. And I'm just like, no, you want to vote for Upgrade. Thank you very much for choosing Upgrade. I was going to talk about Upgrade anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's always going to be this. Uh, guys, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, we're on all the socials. We're on all the audio platforms, pretty much. We're on YouTube. Um, subscribe. There's a link tree in the bio of our Instagram, which is the bio easiest Bio of everything. Thing. Instagram is on the YouTube. That's it's the easiest everywhere. thing to share. Is It's one button. Just copy, paste that, share that, and then people can choose where they find us. It's very, very easy. Exactly right. If you're right. watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. There is an algorithm game to play, and we are playing it. Um, but it requires you guys to like and subscribe, so please do that. That is correct. Share it around. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday for the main episode. It's hard to say now when we're going to be back. And we'll now. be back on Tuesday on YouTube for the main episode again. Yep. And then we'll be back on Thursday on both Spotify and YouTube. For in the one. You like that extra <sighs> name bending. Uh, guys... Whether it's you like that, whether it's you like that extra, name pending. Uh, I have been Jack. I will continue to be Jack. I will continue to do this stupid joke. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about Upgrade more, I'm sure. <laughs> no matter what movie we pick. <laughs> and my name is Adam, and I'm the other half of the You Like That podcast. To continue I, to be Adam I, through many more episodes to come. I'm also one half of the You Like That podcast. My joke kept going, it's and I right. forgot to say that. Uh, thanks, guys. Day. We'll see you on the next one. Beautiful. Uh, goodbye. I don't know how to close these. I haven't hosted That's one right. in a very long time. I'm not going to host them all. Um, I just we just had to, to give you the upgrade one. one. Thank you. I don't know how to end things. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>